Blog Talk Radio.
in the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen we trust, as the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Nubian Minkaris, and this is Mentalect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing why humans live to die and why subhumans die to live. Let me get this, um, let me set the record straight. Uh, if you ever want to know who the subhumans are, or who are considered subhumans in the society, those who are not really part of the human race, but beneath the human race, they're making reference to you so-called black people. Black people are considered by humans, and I'm talking about the Caucasians, the Asians, the East Indians, they consider you subhuman. They consider you so-called black people subhuman. Because, as I said before, when they were creating the image of what a black person is, what black people are, they already had in mind that you were subhuman, that you were not full humans. That's why they came with that nonsense about you being three-fifths of man, three-fifths human, some nonsense like that in the uh, Constitution. One of them damn Caucasian toilet paper do- uh, toilet paper documents. Yeah. So they sat up here and they said that you so-called black people were subhuman beneath the human race so therefore they are not obligated to adhere to any rights that you have they don't have to you see and like i said that's how they classify you. they show you as half animals to you as monkeys and all this other stuff basically they turned around the reality of who they are to so-called black people you know basically like i said they all of the knowledge they have of themselves, the low level knowledge they know of and have of themselves, they basically turned it around on you so called black people and cast you as subhuman and they still do that to this day. They just won't say it outwardly, but they're pretty much, you know, pointing that they're not gonna say it. and I've even heard some white race say these blacks are subhuman. They're not human. Alright. So the humans brings me to this topic because you get to learn about the people from their life pattern how they live you know how they exist how they coexist you watch their patterns how they you know tend to uh exist in the world uh, so it came to me that these humans live to die these humans live to die they live to hurry up and die. This is why they take all the risks they take. This is why they into the activities that they into. This is why they into all kinds of chaos and confusion and war type activity because this is exciting for them. They feel alive when they out hunting. You see, they up here they go out hunting. These Caucasians and these Asians people go out hunting, and sometimes they don't even eat the meat that they kill. But they go out hunting just for the excitement of something to take somebody else to take an animal's life. They go out to do that because they feel a rush from that. They feel a rush from anything or anyone that's heading toward death. This is why they were so brutal with you so-called black people in the South, hanging you and lynching you so-called black people and castrating you and doing all kinds of stuff because they are fascinated by death. They worship death. Humans worship death. They don't worship life. They worship death. Don't be fooled when you see them all out and about having good times and, you know, acting as though they're living and doing the things they do. No. Like I said, their true activity 
is activity that you can die from. Skiing, boating, whitewater rafting, camping, parachuting, things like that. That's your Caucasian humans, uh, you know, that's their uh, their M.O. That's their modus operandi. That's how the things they like to do. You see, going out shooting guns, stuff like that. I mentioned hunting. You see, they don't like to do activities that don't require or, you know, requires them to risk their life. The more risky it is, the more life, uh, 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 the more, you know, dangerous it is, the more close to death they're getting put, that gives them a charge in the form of excitement. You see, they don't kill for the need to kill. They kill for the charge of it to kill because that's the animal in the humans. The animals get a charge when they ripping and ripping another, uh, ripping an animal apart, ripping a person apart, getting the blood on their face. You ever seen a wild dog or wolf or even monkeys and stuff? You got wild monkeys who eat meat. They didn't know that for a long time. You got certain monkeys that eat meat and they get their blood all over. They kill other animals. They eat, get blood all over them and stuff like that. So your humans are no different because they carry the animal genetic. They love to shed blood. They love to see people die. They love to risk their lives you know, in the pursuit of death. Because death, to them, is the great unknown. See, these humans, whether you know it or not, they are the walking dead. Because if you look at them, they really have no energy about themselves, no excitement about themselves, nothing. They have nothing about themselves that makes them pop or stand out or, you know, look like they have some life to them. They look very bland, and they look very uh, dry, and this is why they try to get into these activities. They try to do things to spice up their life, as they say. But it really, what it really does is head them toward death. It points them in the direction of death. They want a direction toward death. They want an open door toward death. That's why they're very much into the macabre. They're very much into skulls and bones and, and all kinds of death stories and death aura and whatnot. Like I said, look at the biggest religion that these humans follow, Christianity. And what is that based on? It's based on the death of their Messiah, their so-called Savior, their Christ. It's based on his death, not on his life, but on his death. And these people walk around wearing crosses on their neck to commemorate his death. What does that tell you? But that tells you that these people derive energy from death or that death aura because they're not a living people. They're not a living people. These humans are not living. They are existing. They are existing, which means they are existing in the shadows of others. They exist in the shadows of others. They have no real purpose on earth other than to serve the Amun. You see, for the most part, they don't like that. For the most part, they don't like that. They want to be doing death-defying things, death-defying feats. They want to risk their lives. They want to tempt fate or, you know, fate. And they want to usher themselves toward death. You see, like I said before, war, war is a way for humans to basically interact, exchange. That's what it's always been about, fight each other. 
who's the best fighter. It's always been about that. Never about uh, uh, anything dealing with life, but it's always about death. This is why these humans make so many deadly weapons. They make so many deadly weapons, not for protection. They make them because they want to inflict death on people, because that's the only way they feel powerful, that if they have weaponry, they inflict death. It's the only way they feel powerful. You know, without those weapons, they couldn't inflict death. You know, they wouldn't be able to. Not like, not as fast they would anywhere. Maybe you could pull out stabbing people and stuff like that, whatever. But they kill for the joy of killing. They kill for the joy of watching people die. These humans have a death aura on them. These humans have a death aura on them. And because they have a death aura on them, all they can actually see ahead of them is death. That's all they can see ahead of them. They can't really see life ahead of them because, like I told you before, they're not really living life. They're not. They're not really living life. And so they're trying to um, get hinged in these other humans. But your your humans will tell you the same thing. Your humans will tell you the same thing. Your humans will have... Um, they'll have sacrifices, sacrificial rituals, right? In front of this, in front of this scene and behind the scene, like for example, when I mentioned Christianity, they tell you when when you're going for communion, you got to get to drink the blood of the blood of Christ and eat this flesh, the body, which is the wafer cracker. They tell you that if you want to be down with Catholicism. So already. When they teach you that, that's already aligning you for, you know what? They're aligning your child. Now, you can't get mad at it. You can't get mad at it because, for one, you if you're not there in a child's life, what can you say? What can you say? You're always going to be mindful of that. Now... On the other side of it, your subhumans, like I said, your humans, they live to die, but your subhumans die to live. Again, that would be so-called black people who are considered subhuman in a society. You are considered subhuman. You are dying to live. You die to live. Okay, what do I mean by that? You so-called black men will go out here in the world and try to become thugs and gangsters and, you know, and emulate some life that you saw, some fantasy life you saw on some TV show or some movie. The biggest thing with you niggas was Scarface. The biggest thing with you niggas in the 80s was Scarface. Y'all wanted to be Tony Montana. You wanted to, here it is, there's a guy, right, who was thinking that he can buy his way out of death, you know, so he risked his life to sell drugs, to make all this money, and then at the end die. And y'all still sit up here, and a lot of you, like the guy 50 Cent, to get rich or die trying. Get rich or die trying. Right? 
So what does that mean when they say uh, go out here and risk their lives? They'll gangbang, they'll sell drugs, they'll they'll do whatever they got to do to get money. They dying. That's the people who dying to live because they think that money equals life. They think that money equals life, so that they will risk their lives. They will kill. They will you know risk their lives, go to jail and whatever. And when they're sitting up in that jail cell for 20 years, 30 years, they don't realize what that is until they actually have to do it when they can't go home, when they really can't go home. You see, they forfeit that because they were trying to die in order to live. They were trying to risk their lives in order to have this life of luxury this life where they do, where they making all this money to give back to the so-called white man for jewelry, cars, clothes. You know, niggas, you know the drill. Niggas get a little bit of money. You already know where that's going. Jewelry, clothes, cars, you know the routine. So they would risk their lives. They would die. They would sacrifice their lives. For what? Nothing. Nothing. That's what your subhumans do. They will risk their lives for nothing. Their lives don't mean nothing to the subhuman. That's why they can take lives so freely. A lot of you so-called black males, you'll kill each other in a heartbeat without even thinking about it. You're not thinking about who you're taking away from their family, who you, what, this man got a family. You don't care about that. You see, you don't care. Because, like I said, unlike the humans who live to die, y'all die to live. Y'all dying to live, or what you think life is, uh, amassing a bunch of uh, 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 possessions, amassing a bunch of possessions, going to a bunch of places, meeting a bunch of people. That's not uh, living. That's not living. That's not living. That's still existing. Because... Upon meeting these people, they didn't put you any higher than your want to see, you know, things uh, prosper. See, when the people, when you have these uh, the subhumans, like I said, they will make everybody's life, like I said the other day, they will make everybody else's life a living hell around them. They will make life that you trying to live a living hell because they feel like by feeding off of your life force, you know, those of you who have a, a, that light, that strong life force, by feeding off of yours, by barring and trying to suck the energy out of your life force, the vitality that you have, that's feeding their life wish. That's fulfilling their life wish, right? By feeding on your energy. It's fulfilling their life wish. Same thing with the, uh, um, again, with the humans. But in reverse, like I said, they feed on the lives of the people so that they can, whatever the human puts his hands on, he's going to eventually kill it. Whatever the human puts his hand on, he's going to eventually kill it. Whatever the humans uh, uh, try to call themselves, uh, keeping up or um, or holding up they're actually killing it humans cannot come in charge of anything can't come into alignment with anything without destroying it I'm going to give you a good example of this look at the uh, the ecology look at the ecology 
Now, if you're going to mess up where you got to live at on the planet, if you're going to mess up the air, the water, the food sources and whatnot, people say, oh, well, that had, that's doing, they're doing it because that's business. And they no, it's not. No, it is not. They're doing it to bring about the end of the lives of certain undesirables, black and Latinos. They're doing it to end your lives. They're doing it to end your lives. Why? Because they are jealous of the fact that our people are actually living. Our people are actually living. At least a segment, at least a segment of us are living. They cannot be considered of the black race. They can't. They're of the bright race, as I said. And there are places amongst this covenant on this community of Amun. But the ones who are, you know, in the black mentality, in the black mind, their thing is, like I said, everybody is disposable. That's the same way that humans think, you know, on their path or death that everybody's exposable on you know, disposable I should say, on their way to the um to where they're gonna die eventually. Everybody's disposable. So keep that in mind when you think of these people, that they are disposable. They can easily um elude you into thinking that they about that life, or because that's the, case, the thing they say. Oh, you about that life? You about that life? You about that life? Nine times out of ten, when they say you about that life, it don't involve. It usually don't involve anything that's really about the living. It's pretty much about things of the dead. If you got a guy who's standing around, he from the eighties. You might, you know, from the, from that time in the nineteen eighties, you might have. Um, you might have someone who is focused on living their life, right? You might have somebody who's focused on living their life, but then you have people who feel as though they have to live their lives the different way. The people who consider to be subhuman, they live their life in a way of sucking the energy of the life out of you. Like I said, when you see them guys in the hood that's tearing up the, tearing up the hood and the neighborhoods and shooting up the block, that gives them life. That gives them life. That makes them feel alive doing what they're doing. Because you got to ask yourself, okay, if you're just out here selling drugs, that's one thing. You could do that and be on the down low with that, right? But why you got to walk around the gun shooting up the neighborhood? Why you got like what these niggas doing right now? They blowing up fireworks. They were blowing up fireworks the other night, so it sound like it was gunshots all night. Because, you know, gunshot, blast, that equals death. That equals death, you know, and in their twisted mind, that's life. In their twisted mind, death is life, and life is death. You see, their lives, right, they will risk their lives because they feel as though if they don't have the material things in the world, they're not really living. Life ain't really worth living. That's how they feel. If they don't have the material things in life, then life is not worth living. So they go out here and do what they got to do. They go out here and start trapping and hustling and robbing and stealing. And basically, 
that's a form of people who are dying to live because they feel alive when they can put some jewelry on, put some Jordans on, put some material stuff on. You know, they feel alive. They feel alive when they are no longer the have-nots. But see, they don't want to. They they want to be the have. They excuse me. They feel alive when they're no longer the have-nots. They want to be the ones who have. And if it's at the expense and at the life of their own kind, they don't care. They don't care. And those people, whatever it always happens to them, end up where they always were mentally. They end up dead or locked up in jail. Because I say this, you're already dead or in jail long before you end up in those places mentally. Mentally, you're already there before you end up in those places physically, I mean to say. You're already in jail mentally before you long before you get there. You're already dead um, long before you get there based on the type of life you're trying to live. You're already dead. You're already locked up in jail. It's just a matter of time before your physical body catches up with the reality that your mind is in. You see, you want to be a thug. You want to be a gangster. You want to be about that life. Then you're already dead. You're already in jail. path has already been laid out for you. You're already dead. You're already in jail. It's been laid out for you at your request because the paths we take in life, these certain paths can only lead to these things and these outcomes. It can only lead to these things. It can only lead to these outcomes. They're already dead. Same thing with the humans. You see, they chase in life through experiences. They chase in life through adrenaline rushes, a series of adrenaline rushes. But what they don't understand is those adrenaline rushes do not denote life. But in their mind, it denotes life. Why? Because they're not really living. The humans are not really living. They're living off of you. The humans are living off of you. You know, it made me think. I remember one time, the um, I would always ask myself. I would hear these humans, especially the pale ones. They always, always got something to say about so-called black people. They always got something to say about so-called black people. They'll get up here and have a panel discussion about so-called black people, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, black people ain't thinking about race like that so much. They ain't thinking about y'all. Why y'all? Why is your?" every waking thought about what to do about the black man and black people and so-called black. Why? Because they looked at the people who had the life in them or once had it, and they hate seeing our people with life in them. I mean, natural life, not the artificial life that they, that they, that they move on, but a real natural high, a real natural energy about yourself. Because these humans, whether you know it or not, they're really not content with their lives. They're not content. Because anytime you gotta deprive anybody else of their rights or you gotta, you know, make somebody else's life a problem, then that means you're not happy with your life. You're not content with your life. These humans are not content. And of course the subhumans are not either. The subhumans are not uh um content as well. This is why it's always a lot of hell in the hoods. This is why it's always these Negroes acting out. This is why every five minutes they got a new gang out. Because these are a bunch of broken males 
These are a bunch of mentally broken males who have not been raised into men. And thus, because they have not been raised to be men, they've been made subhuman, subhumans. They've been made subhumans. They've been put beneath the human race by the beast because they had no fault to teach them otherwise. Like I said, right now, a lot of you so-called black people still believe you're part of the human race. You're not. You are not. And the beast knows that. He knows you're not. He knows you're not part of the human race. That's why he treats you like an outcast. He don't treat the East Indians like an outcast. He don't treat the Asians like an outcast. He don't treat the so-called Mexicans. He don't treat them as outcasts. And that's because they all the same people. I told you that. They all the same people. That's why the white man allows these people to come into this country and claim white on their passport, claim white on their U.S. citizen. They was letting them come in here, and they probably still didn't let them claim they were white. And this what does what to boost the numbers of Caucasians in the society. So you'll be, oh, see, it's a whole lot of white men. Then you find out, oh, well, those are Mexicans, and those are certain ones that's like, you know, uh, Arabian, whatever. Like I said, East Indian. They'll take those people. Why? Because it's all the same people. It's all the same people. It's all the same smoke and mirrors. It's all the same people who keep you in your place beneath them as subhuman. And of course, you so-called black people, you want to be in your place beneath the humans. You want to be there. Because you will never have to worry about a so-called black uprising because these Negroes are comfortable at the, at the feet of the so-called white man. They're comfortable. They're comfortable serving the beast. They're comfortable working for him. They're comfortable taking orders from him. They're comfortable with sending their schools, their children to schools with them. Because in their mind, you know, how they're living is not good. So they're dying to live. They think they're about being able to buy things, live in certain places, getting money, you know, talking to your uh, talking to your children's teachers and one usually Caucasian. They think that that somehow gives them the right to life or the extension of life. No, absolutely not. None of that denotes life. None of that denotes life. Why it doesn't denote life? Is because anything that truly denotes life is something that you cannot live without. Anything that really denotes life is something you cannot live without. That's life. See, when you can live without something, then that's not really life. That's not really life when you can live without something. You know, you can take that something out of your repertoire, your routine, your diet, whatever. That's not life. Life can't be, real life can't be interrupted. As much as the humans try, they already know, like I said, that the elect, the chosen, the coming to raise above the subhuman and the human. Remember I said the black and white is the human and subhuman. So we must raise to the bright, to the brightness, the brightness of Amun. We must raise the brightness so that we never have to get caught up in this death aura, in this death energy. 
right now they're very heavily into this uh thing of spell casting and whatnot. You know, why are they into that? Why are you humans into that? You know, conjure up spirits, conjure up demonic energies, spiritually demonic energies, that's what they want to do. Because those spiritual demonic entities that enter their body makes them feel alive. Even though that demonic energy really wants to race them into their death. Right? They want to race them toward death. That's really what they want. They don't want to guarantee or talk about life with these people. Because there can be no life with these people. How are you going to have life with people who are not real or artificial? They can be nice. You can be nice to them. You can uh, help them out. Do what you want. But always keep in mind, these humans, mm-mm, these humans, keep that in mind. They're the ones who are dying or they live, or should I say living to die. They're trying to rush toward an early grave. That's what they're trying to do. Whether you know it or not, humans are not really into living long like that. They're not into sustaining their health or living a good life. They're into partying and drinking and BSing and whatever else. Because that makes them, you know, feel alive. The subhumans are, they're going to chase activity that makes them feel alive. Going out to strip clubs, bars, and things like that, being social, that makes them feel alive. These are people who could barely sit in the house five minutes. They got to be out and about amongst all everybody, amongst all your humans. They got to be out and amongst them. You be like, well, damn, won't you? You know, don't you want to just like go on? Nah, they don't be like, nah. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah, um, humans, yeah, humans, like I said, they love their seances. They're fascinated with death. Even the so-called thrill rides that you go on and the amusement park, you know the whole point of that is to scare you or to activate your adrenaline and get your heart racing. And most of those rides in the amusement parks like Six Flags, notice the term Six Flags, Six Flags. Why not three flag? Not why not two flag? Why not seven flag? Why six? Because six is the representation to these people of death. Right? That represents death to them. And when they go, they send you to these when they go to these amusement parks, they got rides that are going fast like this, and you like you you know you got people who they don't they don't tell you about a lot of these people. Get on these rides, you're going to have people that had heart attacks, things like that. Why would you want to put people on a ride where you're basically affecting their nervous system? You're affecting their nervous system when you're getting them, you getting them all up in the sky doing long drops down and whatnot. You're affecting their nervous system. Because anything that makes people scream that loud and excitement and fear and that rush of adrenaline, that could kill a person. They call it an amusement park, a thrill park, an amusement. Because that's amusing to them that people can actually die on these rides. That's amusing to them. That is amusing. 
that people can actually die. Those rides can disconnect. They can break. People go flinging through the air. Somebody can have a heart attack on them things. Somebody um, harness could come open. Anything. Just the the um, presence of danger and death is what drives the humans to want to create a park like that, which you call an amusement park. Now, I done been to the amusement park. I done been to Six Flags and all these other places, and I had a nice time. I rode the moderate rides, but I wasn't getting on no roller coasters and all that stuff because I know what that's about. It's all about, you see, that's about rushing the adrenaline of the people and overworking their adrenaline and sending them on a rush, scaring them, you know, creating heart uh, uh, arrhythmias because you know you can do that you can create an arrhythmia or a malfunction in the beating of your heart when you have too much excitement too much anything going on you got too much excitement too much of that depth defying madness that's what they put into these rides that's what they put into these rides okay they put that into these rides because that is what excites them. The smell of death. The smell of fear. The smell of people who could possibly lose their lives. You see. That's your humans who they they live to carry death. Your humans live to carry death. Like I said, your humans well, like I said, they carry a death aura on them. Even the most healthiest human if you look at them and pay attention, there's a death aura on them. You see, they're not alive. You don't see. They look like the Walking Dead, all raw and uncooked animal fur. They represent the Walking Dead. When you see bronze people, you don't. Yo, those only people you see that look alive. You so-called blacks, bronze people. They're the only ones that look like they're alive. They're the only ones that look like they are living. They look the only ones like they have something going on that they have a reason for living. It's only them. It's not nobody else. I don't care what about these other humans. They don't look like you know. They look like if you pay attention to how they move, they look like they just going through the motions, just going through the world, existing until they drop dead. That's it. Nothing. Ain't nothing special about their life or their existence. I should say, there's nothing special about that. They want to keep you believing that because you might see. Some of these humans going on nice trips, traveling, doing things like that. And, yeah, they create activity. They'll create activity. But keep in mind that activity that they create for themselves is always going to be based on death. Let me take a call. 803, you're on there. Ms. Ekman this is Jacob speaking. Ms. I just have a quick question. I know uh, in terms of, like, spiritual leaders that they have in, uh, like, the mainstream world, I'm not speaking necessarily of the church leaders, but, you know, just, like, the New Age yoga guys and uh, speakers and stuff like that. Uh, The whole point of those guys, like, to, like, I guess give them some comfort with the fact that it's like, all right, we just here forever. So, you know, this is, like, some way to, like, cope with this whole existence thing. They try Mm -hmm. to find a meaning for their existence. This is where this whole idea of spirituality comes from. They're trying to find a meaning, a greater meaning for their existence. Because, see, the humans know that something's missing 
and their genetic makeup. See, I'm telling you tonight what's missing. What's missing is that connection to the fourth dimension. That's what gives life, real life, its meaning. That connection to the fourth dimension is what gives life its real meaning, not nothing here. That's why they have to create activities here to get into and meditate and do all the things they do and go and get, go into these places and, and meditate and tell you sit and sit with your legs for all that stuff they talk about. But if you listen to what they come to when they do that, it's really nothing. It's just some abstract talk. It's really nothing. There's no, there's no great revelations coming through these people, no great transmission, nothing that's going to, you know, raise the future world to come. There's nothing coming through them. These people are just trying to buy themselves time because they know from the time they come out the womb, they're already dying. The humans already know that. Right, because I noticed that they always, uh, and like some of the other, like the Eastern ones, they always talk about emptiness and like voidedness, and I'm like, they just the whole point you came to realize that you just had nothing there the whole time. So it's like it, that whole loop thing comes into effect, and it's like, damn, you just you just rotating forever. There's not there's no, there really is no point in what you do because even if you like make something like apparent while you here, it's gonna like fade away, and then you come back, you do the same thing, and then someone else. It's like, nah, that's not that's just that's just silliness, honestly. There's no point to it. There's no listen. Whenever you hear humans talking about spirituality or some form of enlightenment, there's really no point to it because first of all, the enlightenment they're talking about is not even real. It's false. It's the reflection of the enlightenment that's coming from the solar projection. So anything that they're talking about dealing with enlightenment is lunar. That's coming from a reflection of something created. So already they they already caught they already out of the equation of that power or that state of consciousness. They out they they don't have it. Right. They just like shades. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get at it. They just like shades of it. exactly. They have no clue. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Ms. Zek, that's all I had to all ask. Right. This is Andrew uh Kevin? Kevin Z? Oh Jacaris. Jacaris Z. Jacaris Z. Jacaris. Okay, Jacaris. Okay. All right. Minzek. That's exactly what that is. You can tell, see, and that's a great um, observation, brother. That's a great observation. You're going to see a lot of things, those of us who are of the bright race. You're going to see a lot of things, those who are of the almond race. We're going to see a lot of things that we never thought we would see coming from these humans and the subhumans. And I'm going to refer to these so-called black people as subhuman because that's how you allow yourself to be treated by the beast. You allow yourself to be treated by, by the so-called white man and other nations as a subhuman. You, you're not you're not a vomit, and you're definitely not part of the human race. If you try to enter the human race or be classified as human, they, 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 they think that you are subhuman because they know that you're not what they are. They know that. If they don't know anything else, they know that. You're not what they are. You are a a shadow of your former self. And this is why they treat you so-called black people like they treat you. Because they look at you as subhuman. You are beneath the humans now. You are beneath. That's all subhuman means. That means that you are beneath them. That's how they see you. You are beneath them. That's why they always make it hell on you to get some rights in this society, get some rep, whatever y'all asking for in this society, which y'all should get, you know, in theory. But 
in reality they ain't going to give it to you, but they do all of this just so it can show that you are beneath them, and they get a charge or a kick out of you begging them for reparations, begging them or going to them for the want of all things. They get a charge out of that, and they love denying you. They love telling you no. They love it. That gives them a charge to kill your dream. Remember I told you that humans love death. They want to kill your dream because even when you kill a person's dream, that's a form of uh, uh, sentencing them to death when you kill their dreams. That's a form of you sentencing them to death. When you take away any hopes they have of greatness, when you take away any hopes they have of ascending and advancing and whatnot, that's giving them death. That's why they love to deny you so-called black people. So I, I always say, you know, y'all put yourselves in these positions. You put yourself in the position to get denied, to get, you know, uh, 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 handled by the beast, to get educated by him, to have your children destroyed by him. You put yourselves in that because in your mind, any involvement or participation from him, it gives you a charge of life. It makes you feel like you're living. You see, you're dying to live. You're dying to live. You're dying to, you know, Get a piece of whatever the human is giving out because from where you're looking at, the human is on top. The beast is on top. Not knowing that we were once on top. And we will be again. The almond race, the bright race, not you subhumans. You see, we came from amongst, up from amongst the subhumans. So I grew up amongst subhumans, so-called black people. And, you know, people say, oh, that's an insult. Why are you calling so-called black people subhuman? Because that's how y'all act. You, if you act like you beneath the so-called white man, then you subhuman. If you act like you beneath him, if you got to beg him for rights or at, beg him for equality or beg him for this or want to mix your seed with them because you feel it'll make you better, a better-looking people, or what, then that means you are beneath them. And if you are beneath somebody, you are subhuman. Human, if you are they, because you acknowledge the white man, the Asian, and the East Indian as human beings, but then when it comes time to acknowledge you as a human being, they don't. You know why? Because they looking at you kissing their ass and wanting to mix your seed with them and look up to them and wear your women want to wear their hair, your women want to abandon you and be with they men openly. So what are they looking at you as? You beneath them. You're subhumans. That's really how they see you. That's really the classification they have for you, so-called black people. You're subhuman. You're not even considered to be human. You see? And you know what? Y'all deserve that. You deserve every bit of it. All right. That being said, we'll uh, be right back.
who are referred to as subhuman in this life, they look at the people, they look up to the people who they consider are really living. Like I heard the Israelites one time say, see, 
See how these white people live? They live in beautiful summer homes and winter homes, and they live, they sleep good on uh, good beds and this, that, and they sleep like this. And a person living in the projects or in a studio apartment, they could barely pay their rent, this, that, and the third, right? This is how they, this is what they'll say. Not knowing, probably nine times out of ten, that person who lives in that uh beautiful place, beautiful homes. These people got probably got mental illnesses, physical illnesses, ailments. You see, they look at that as living a life, having material possessions. They look at that that way. That's life to them. It only feels like life to them because they feel that they're deprived of that. They feel as though they're deprived of it. So in their mind, they're being kept from something. They're being kept from something in their mind. They're being kept from something. They're being deprived from something that they could easily have. What do they say when they go to heaven? What is their description of heaven? Their description of heaven is having material things, having women, things like that. You see, that's life to them. See, the reason why that's heaven to them is because they're looking to the people who have when the have-nots look to the people that have, anything that they have in their mind is heaven. And so what does that do when they want to have these things? And they don't know how to get them. They commit crimes. They'll sell drugs. They'll rob. They'll steal. They'll do anything to get these things, sell themselves, sell other people, do what they got to do to make this money so that they can live like the people who they consider are living do they want to live like those people they want to have some of the physical things that these people have they want the physical possessions that these people have that makes them feel alive you see i remember this line jay-z said in his record about this guy calvin klein this black dude who was a drug dealer back in brooklyn jay-z says in the song i never felt so alive when i was in the passenger seat of calvin klein's something five it was a bmw or something like that but in other words and that line always like i always scratch my head you feel alive in a man's car because it's a bmw a luxury car you felt alive in another man's car luxury a so-called luxury car you see you see how easy it is for the people who have things to set the life pattern and life expectancy for the people who don't have it. You see, this is why they consider heaven to be heaven. This is why your Christians, Muslims, they, they, Christians, Israelites, Muslims, I don't care, they consider heaven to be having material possessions on a higher level. That's that's about as much as they can get out of heaven. Material things, all the gold. You see, oh, we're going to have all the fine women, the gold, and the fine women in the kingdom. We're going to have all the fine women and the gold. Y'all don't know how lame y'all sound. That sounds really lame. You want what pe- and it's not going to be defiled, neither. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be all fresh and clean when we in there. Y'all sound, y'all sound really sad. This is all you can want out of, this is all you want out of life, material things, women. Material things, homes and whatnot, stuff that people got already. This is what you want in the next life. You want to be like this. You want you want what the white man has in this life. You don't want nothing greater than what he has, or what he is showing you that he has, that he claims makes him happy, but it really doesn't. What he derives happiness from is seeing you without it, 
and seeing you wanting and wishing you had it. That's where he deri- that's where he derives his happiness from. Same way you so-called black people, when you niggas get money, y'all do the same thing. Oh, I, I, I love my haters. My haters, this and my... You derive pleasure from having something and seeing other people without it because it makes you feel special. You see? That's how y'all think. Y'all inherited that sickness from the beast. To see others without things make you feel good. You see? And then what does that do? That breeds jealousy, envy, and eventually people want to kill you. They hate that you are doing in their mind, which is, is well, because that's what the beast installed in your mind. If you got a nice car, a nice house, all these nice clothes and all this other stuff, then you are living well. And again, I'm not saying anything's wrong with living well. Everybody should be doing that regularly. That should be a regular thing. That shouldn't be something that's put up on a pedestal. Having material possessions should not be put up on a pedestal. But these humans, these humans, they will get these things. Because on their path to getting these things, on their path to committing the crimes they do, they don't care who they got to kill, you know, who they, they'll sit up here and kill off their family members for damn insurance money, you know, do all kind of stock fraud, fraud, all kind of crimes these humans will do, right? Cheating people to get money, you see. They don't care about how much death they cause, confusion, like I said. It's not about the possession with them. It's about all the havoc they wreak when they get it. That's what it's about. They enjoy the havoc that it wreaks. Because, again, think about it. If it's about possession, how many cars could you buy? How many houses could you buy? How many cars and houses and clothes and jewelry can you buy for your woman, your family, and and all this money? How much could you buy? So at this point, are you still really doing it for the money, or are you doing it because you like to see Others without it. You like to you get a rush from seeing people who would die, who would who would die, you know, who would risk their lives and die for what you have. And again, that turns the beast on. He sees you so-called black people who he considers to be subhuman. He sees that you're willing to kill, steal, die, do anything to get what he is, and he likes that. He likes to see you like that. He likes to see you desperate. He likes to see you like a bunch of crabs in a barrel, kill each other, step over each other, sell dope to each other, sell poison to each other. He'll make movies about it, clown you Negroes, show how depraved you are, right? All because you want to live like him or live next to him, be friends with him, all that. You'll destroy your own people. You don't say to yourself, we should all, our people should come together and we can get to where we got to go on that that financial thing together. We can get there together. If we come together, like they do, the beasts come together. They Voltron, trust me, they come together to get what they want. That's how. That's the only way they do it. That's why it's called corporations. Corporation is another way of saying cooperation. A cooperation. You see, people cooperating, working together. That's how they're able to amass what they amass. You so-called black people want to do things like individuals. You see, and you die, you risk your lives to go and get these things. And to the beast, it means nothing. To him, it means nothing. Why do you think he got no problem giving when you Negroes $100 million, like I said, to throw a ball through a hoop? He could find a 1,000 niggas to throw a ball through a hoop just as good as you. But for some reason, you're marketable. He likes you. You're marketable. You see? 
and he'll take you because you can make him some more money. You know, he, but he don't really care about the money. It's just a way of keeping the currency and the currency flowing off your backs because he knows you'll do anything. And that's what really the joy and money having to see that to see people that will give their lives, sell their mothers, sell their father, sell their family members, sell themselves to get what they got. People who will, who would die, who are trying, who who are willing, who are you know who are willing to die in order to live. They ready to risk their lives and do all this stuff. And the beast is like, oh, you you know, that's nothing to him. That's nothing to him. You got you have to understand that on this journey, he knows he's dying. On this journey, on this journey, he realizes he's dying, and as he's dying on his way out, he's going to take a lot of you down with him. Those who want to be in his image, he's going to take a lot of you down with him because of your wants and desires. You see, he wants death all around him. You see, at the ultimate end, the goal is to have a bunch of skulls around him because that's his favorite symbol, the skulls, which is the skulls and the bones represent death. They had a whole society, skull and bones. What is that? Death. Death. So these people carry a death aura on them, even at their highest so-called illuminated uh, uh, levels. They carry a death aura and they and on their uh, uh, little covens. They carry death on their coven. Their mindset is death always. It's not life. It's death. You see? The life they live is based on the death they cause to other people. The life that they live is based on the death and destruction they cause on other people. And, they, and they're and they not ashamed of that. They're not ashamed. They're not ashamed about how they got this country. They're not ashamed. All the bodies they had to um, they had to um, um, destroy in order to get this country. And again, it wasn't even about taking hold of the country. You didn't have to kill a bunch of people and enslave people to do that. Just by sheer, if you had sheer organizational skill and the ability to keep law and order, you would have been in charge anyway. But see, it wasn't about that. They had to enforce their will and they had to kill and spill blood to take this land. All the blood that's in this land. All the bodies that are in this land who died so that this society could stand up. The beast was more driven by the bodies, the death, the stench of death, because that's what he is vibrating on. He vibrates on death. Not life. Because again, like I said, you don't have to kill people to take control. You don't have to. They want to. They're turned on by death. They are turned on by death. You see? They're born to die. You see? And every time they get in these death, these situations of death, it's more of a charge for them. They come back stronger when they get in those situations of death. Whereas, like I said, in reverse, you so-called black people who they consider subhuman, you are charged off of chasing that money, chasing whatever, chasing physical things, and taking risk to get that. Taking risk. You see, taking risk to get that. You see, the prostitutes, I'm going to give you a good example. The prostitutes, the, the prostitutes will work the streets, right? They'll work the streets, and they'll risk somebody pulling them in a car, killing them for money. They'll, they'll, they'll sit up here and work the streets. Are they doing that because of money? Because how much money are you going to make? How much money are you going to make selling your body? 
four or five hundred dollars maybe a night or a thousand maybe maybe if you're lucky on the streets right and you risking going to jail you risking your life you're doing all of that and you gonna be done spent that money up that ain't enough money not to risk your life whereas the so-called white women a lot of them they they got call girl services and whatnot it's like they going on dates they try to you know make it more you know take the hazard out of it even though it's still the same thing you see they try to take more of the hazard out of it so what does that tell you what does that tell you that y'all will do anything to think to do what you think other people are doing, which is living off of material possessions. You'll do anything. You so-called black men, like I said, you trade in your manhood, especially in Hollywood and corporate America, you trade in your manhood for material possessions because that makes you feel alive. That makes you feel alive. You're animated by the things the beast puts in your face. That makes you feel alive. To show that's why he show you Negroes throwing up money, driving Mercedes, driving my box, and and all this other stuff, and wearing expensive clothes and living in mansions. Like I said, that's all nothing but an illusion, man. That's an illusion. What Jay Z said in his record: "Rich nigga, poor nigga, feel niggas. You know, rich nigga, poor nigga, still a nigga." When what was he saying there? That was his most profound and to the point record that he's ever made. That nigga ever, that's the most profound record he ever made without even him even knowing it. Because what he's really saying is no matter how much he tries to live out that illusion that he a billionaire and he got all this money, he's still a nigga, man. That shit don't mean nothing to them. That shit don't mean nothing. It means something to y'all, but he know that it don't mean nothing. That's just an illusion, man. That's his illusion of life. That's his delusional grandeur. It's like all the rest of you niggas who sit up here and ready to sell your people out, kill your people, bend over and grab your ankles, get on your knees, do whatever the hell the beast tell you just to live that delusional life of grandeur because you got some, some uh, damn fiat currency, some damn computer credits, and, 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 and some mansion that he, the white man tell you is your mansion, your house, yet you got to pay property tax on. That's your house, but you got to pay him money for your house. To live in your house, property tax. You see, that's your house, though. Pay him. You gotta pay. You gotta pay him for uh, uh, insurance. You gotta pay for uh, uh, what else? You gotta pay for. You gotta pay for property tax in certain places. But that's your car. You know why they do that? Just to remind you, the white man came up with this whole tax thing just to remind you, don't shit belong to you, man. That's why he did that. He taxed you on everything just to show you, don't shit belong to you. You see, nothing, not even the clothes on your back. Because when you go in there and buy them clothes, you got to pay tax on them clothes. And even because he don't charge you to keep wearing the clothes on it, because he knows once you take it out the store and put it on, it's already depreciated. It don't mean nothing no more. But see, like I said, that's a delusional world that they live in. Because they have nothing else. When you live in that world of materialism, but you live in the material world, you will do one or two things. Die, or you will risk yourself, you will risk your life to achieve these things, right? Or you will die already heading toward these things, you know, using these things like the beast does, utilizing these things and burning them out. You see? Because like I said, with them, it's just one big, you know, it's just one big thrill ride. 
the money and all that is just a thrill ride, man. It don't mean nothing. It don't. And see, the more and and when our people start seeing things like that, when you see that none of this, it don't even mean nothing to the beast. That'll tell you something. When you see that none of this means anything, when you see that nothing that you know all these things that you, like I said again, it's nothing wrong with having nice things. Don't get it twisted. It's, again, it's nice, but that's standard, man. That's standard. Start looking at luxuries as standard. Standard. See, if we're going to think of our people as the almond race, and we know we are the almond race, and we are those real, the real uh, descendants or the extension of the Most High, or which is our ascendants on Earth, then all these things on Earth are just regular stuff. It's regular. Gold is regular. Rolls Royces, Mercedes, mansions, that's regular. That ain't nothing. You see, that's nothing. These things are attainable. But then once you attain them, then what? Then what? Then what? You feel good. Why do you feel good? Because you feel good because you have something many others do not. Your happiness in having these things, because think about it. If everybody had this stuff in life, if everybody had this stuff, if everybody had mansions and cars and clothes and jewelry and all this other shit that everybody sit up here ready to sell their souls over and do everything, would anybody would it would it matter anymore to you? Would it have any more impact if everybody had it? Would it be any, would it be any more special to you if everybody had that? Because that lets you know how how special these things are, how much value they have that you think they have. If everybody had it, would it still have value? No. So so that means that you derive your pleasure in getting these things from those who don't have it. So you depend on other people for your happiness and what they don't got more than what you do have. Think on that. I love my haters. That's terrible. That's terrible. And pathetic on so many levels. Terrible and pathetic on so many levels. You see, you should never let nobody make you into that. You see, because that's nothing but a spell that's cast. The beast cast that material spell on the people through the mind. Let me take a quick break. We'll be right back.
and he was basically letting you know that he lives in an illusion. He know he a nigga, and they, these white people see him that he they letting him you they using him, basically like a lot of you so called black people would love to be used by the white man as a mascot. You see when you see these niggas out here that he makes say he he treat niggas like puppets because he knows that y'all worship him and you want to live like him and be like him and do the things he do. He already knows that. He knows that's that's the appeal. He got you niggas open. He 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 got y'all wanting to be like him, act like him, live around him, mix with them. They already know they got your energy. They got your power. They got your power. They they got you already. Your power is in worshiping them. That's why they refer to you as subhuman. You beneath them, and they are above you, and they want to keep it that way. At least at least until a mesh happens, the gray the gray mesh happens. You see, they know that. They know y'all weak-minded. They get the weak-minded Negroes, which is the mass majority of black people today. And all they got to do is flash a few dollars in front of your face, some some fiat currency, some goddamn paper money, or some damn uh, credits on a computer. And like I said, I'm not saying money, you don't you need money in a society. But like I said, if we truly treated money as a necessity and not a luxury, you see, because, you know, people never chase after necessities. They chase after luxuries. Niggas don't chase after necessities. They chase after luxuries. Or, what you know, like I said, it's not important to them to uh, 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 build schools for their children. That's a necessity. That's not important for them. What's important for them is to uh, uh, get a million-dollar watch or a three-million-dollar chain. That's important. That's a luxury. Niggas chase luxury, not necessity. You see? And the white man knows that. The same way he chases death is the same way you chase his, you chase life or what you believe life is, which is to be like him. Yeah, we have that saying, see, he living the life. See, you living the life. He living, the white man, he living the life. He living, got all the money. He ain't got to worry about no bills. He, he living the life. That's living the life because you could pay some bills. Because you can hand over some credits and some, and some paper money to people. I had some simple-minded Negro tell me, oh, Nubin, forget all that mental stuff you talking about, all that mental shit, all that shit ain't important, all that mental, that nigga, forget all that mental shit, you know, you, how, where your mansion at, Nubin? Where your mansion at? What, where, where your house at? Where your mansion at? How you going to tell us nothing? You ain't got a mansion. That's that. So forget, forget raising my people up mentally, forget raising their minds up and bringing them together. That ain't important. I got to live in a mansion. Ain't that what you said, New Brighton? Yeah, Newbin, you in your studio apartment somewhere. So what? I got another apartment to and I'm not gonna go into. I got other places. But so what? If I if I was living in a studio, what does that mean? What if, if I whether I was doing the broadcast from a studio or a two bedroom or a mansion? What the what what difference do that make? What difference does that make? So you what you telling me? You just let show me you a black person, New Brighton. Just by you saying that, you making reference to where I live or where you think I live. That just goes to show you just like the black black like black people. Things like that impress you. Mansions, cars and houses, Mercedes, Benz and BMW, all that shit impress you. That's cause you are dead. And that's and that's a sign of life to you. That's a sign of living good to you. Having those things. Material things a sign of life to you. That's why you so called black people judge each other by it, you'll kill each other for it, you'll sell each other out for it. You see? That's not regular to you. That's not plain to you. That's supposed to be plain. That's plain. All the stuff you look up to in this world, to the elites, to to wealthy Caucasian, that's regular to them. To wealthy elites, that's regular. 
All the Mercedes Benz and BMWs and mansions, that's regular to them. And you Negroes who he let get get a slice of the pie, like I said, it's still not regular to you. Y'all trying to get used to that, but it's not regular to you. It's not. That's not regular to you. You see? You, that's why you still blown away by it. That's why uh, niggas still want to be on Forbes magazine, like Jay Z telling he on Forbes magazine. Did he? Well, he got seven hundred million dollars. He worth eight hundred million dollars. He, he worth eight nine hundred million dollars. Okay, and and yeah, he got nine hundred million credits in the computer. He got he he got he got nine hundred million dollars that he can't even put his hands on paper money. Which even if he did, it still got damn paper. This is what y'all getting blown away by. This is what y'all want. You see, oh, he got the baddest chick in the game. Yeah, okay. Right, the game. Because it is a game. All a game. You see? And you niggas to worship that shit, man. You worship death, man. All that shit is death, man. All of it is death. Why? Because it's all going to go, all, it, all, it, it all fades away over time. People die. Money gets old and gets destroyed. Buildings come down in ruins. Places are renamed. Societies are torn down. Give me the things that are eternal. I don't give a shit about these things, man. Care about none of this material shit. It's nice. It's good to utilize while we here. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Don't give me. I want you to get it twisted. Oh, uh, Newbin saying you don't like uh, material things. You don't like nice things. Yeah, I like nice things. I like it. I don't worship it. Never worshiped it. Shit, trust me, I give away more than what I get. Trust me. I give away way more than what I get. But that don't bother me. That makes me feel good. Actually, to give makes me feel good. To be able to help people makes me feel good. That I can help. Especially the family. That makes me feel good. Not flossing. That shit don't make me feel good. You know why? Because that's not life to me. That's not life. Seeing my people raising up collectively together as a community, that's life to me. That makes me feel great. Not no fucking money, man. I was nice. The money's done. Don't get me wrong. I like, money's nice. But that don't, that don't do nothing for me. It really don't. You see, that, that's, that's standard. That's regular. That's regular. You see, that's regular. You're supposed to have. That's regular. Don't don't try to push off regular shit on me to make me don't. In other words, they trying to get you all impressed by by regular shit. That's the white man got you niggas all in that delusional mind state for regular stuff. See, they had Jay. I seen um article Jay Z. He see Jay Z. He has a three million dollar Maybach. He has a three million dollar Maybach car. Jay Z bought eight no eight million dollar car. Million dollar car called Maybach. Right. A, a car worth eight million dollars. That shit can't fly. It don't got no, uh, no machine gun turrets on it. It don't. It don't. It, it don't. It don't run on water. I could. The only way a car gonna be worth eight million dollars to me is if it run on water. It runs on land and it fly. That's the only way a car gonna be worth eight million dollars to me. You niggas are bugged out of your minds, man. You niggas are bugged the fuck out of your minds, man. 
But that, that, that this, 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 see, this is why, again, you, you better embrace, I say those who walk with me, man, embrace this reality, man. This is pure reality right here we give it. These niggas ain't talking like this, man. These niggas all live in the fantasy world. Even you pro-black niggas live in the fantasy world because you worship all that shit. You niggas worship Jay-Z's and Biggie's and all that fake lifestyle they show you. You know what I'm all that, all that, all that material BS. You see, come on, man. You guys look up to that. That's why I say those who walk in, truly of the elect, who walking together, man, y'all better embrace this and love this, man. Because you got somebody who being all the way a 10 million percent real with you. It ain't going to get no realer than this. That's what you should appreciate. Value the reality. Value the reality. Value reality over delusions. Them niggas are delusional, man. Them niggas, them niggas you look up to, these niggas that look up to these niggas are delusional already. So the niggas that's on top are delusional as well. Because they really believe they got power. They really believe, like that little, that little Kim, uh, money, power, respect. Money, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you can shut your ass up. You heard that out of a movie. These niggas' lives is some, some script written by the fucking white man. That, the, some, the same white man who, wanted, who, 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 who on his way out, man, who looking to die somewhere. They want to hang around death. They want to hang around, go skiing, go on, be, be in Hollywood, be around the mansion. They want to live around a bunch of dead people, man. These humans are dead, man. They want to pal around with them and whatnot. While they sucking the damn life out, you Negroes, you want to pal around with them. They sucking the life out of you, you see, and you sitting up here um, um, kissing up to them. And they laughing at you. That You niggas are delusional, man. Yeah, new Newbin, where, where your mansion at? Okay, so if I had a mansion, then what, nigga? I'm not. If I had a mansion, then nigga, what, what is that going to do for you? If I had a man, mansion, what can I tell you? Oh yeah, this is how you going to get a mansion? Okay, now you live in a house. Now what? You live in a big house. You live in a mansion. Now what? You free to give all your money to the white man for Rolexes and Mercedes Benz and BMW? You free to give all your see? That's the delusion right there. And all of these negroes want to be part of that. They all want that. That's all they do. They all want that. Even the so-called spiritual ones, even the so-called religious ones, when they go to heaven, the Muslims go to heaven, they going to be, they, they, they want a, a heaven where they can have dark-eyed maidens, and they want to live in paradise where they can have sex with a bunch of dark-eyed maidens. Let's see. Let's see. It's nothing special about these humans or the subhumans, nothing. There's nothing special about them. That's why I don't I don't get why anybody even really want to be around them. I don't get that, especially if you are the elect, especially if you can hear this word. Because like I said, the majority of so-called black people, this is going to go over their head. Oh, what he talking about? This, see, that nigga ain't got no money. See, he broke. You know, if you can go ahead and buy a house that's not your own, buy a land, buy land that's really not yours, buy a car that you gotta pay uh, uh, insurance for, you know, shit that ain't yours that you can't take with you, then that's that means you successful. That means you successful. A car that as soon as you drive it off the lot ain't worth shit, right? That eight million dollar Maybach that Jay Z gonna buy, I just had to. You do what you want with your money. I care less. It ain't nothing but a bunch of damn paper and credits any fucking way. But you niggas, what do you? What what value does that have? Who's gonna give you that that price for the car? Who's gonna give you that? And half the time they they just tell them niggas lying. Ain't nobody gonna buy that. Ain't no he ain't buying nothing like that. And if he do, what? How is that worth anything? It's only worth something if you can resell it. 
Who's going to give you $8 million for a car? But anyway, the white man, he'll make, he'll make, he'll do stupid stuff like, he'll make stuff like that. You don't even see people with real money like, like, uh, um, like Warren Buffett. You won't see them buy no eight, eighty, eight million dollar car. They won't do that. And they got way more money than Jay. They got, they, they, they money make Jay Z money, make Jay Z like a goddamn pauper. They ain't going to buy that. Cause they don't, cause they, they know what drives you Negroes. Just flash and floss. The, uh, the, the. The, the the illusion of life while they on their path to death. So let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. Why do humans die? Why do humans live to die and why do subhumans die to live? Because like I said, they feed off of each other. They feed off of each other. The humans, they love to see death oozing out of those who are living, you so-called black people. They love to see you die. They love it. They love to see you suffer. That makes them feel good about what they have, because if they couldn't have that, if they couldn't see see part of them having getting off on having money is seeing y'all being impoverished. They love seeing you living in the ghettos and the hoods, which you niggas make the ghettos and hoods your damn self. Don't sit up here and say, "Oh, it's the ghetto." You niggas made it the ghetto, man. You made it the hood because you niggas could just as well clean up. Because why is it that it's not the ghetto and the hood when white people move in? Because they care about the neighborhood. They clean up the neighborhood. They got neighborhood block um, protection and things like that. They make sure the garbage picked up. They make sure they'll move into a project and it turns into a co-op. You niggas move into it as a project. They ain't going to piss in their hallways and in their elevators like you niggas. They ain't going to piss on the floor or throw garbage and let their children litter like y'all do. You see different mindsets. You see, who are the humans? The humans are your Caucasians, Asians, and East Indians. Who are your subhumans? The subhumans, whether you know it, are considered black people in the society. Who created the subhumans? The so-called white man created them. Black people. Black people are meant to be the subhumans of the so-called human race, the bottom of the barrel. Who created the humans? Of course, the Amun. What does it mean in the relation to the humans and the subhumans? They all going to be together very soon. Very soon. But that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And Amen we trust and Amen we thank. And in Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new Ben Menkares. This has been Mentelect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. I was a little bit tight, but I'm charged up now. Good night.